quite curious to see when Kelly starts. If this is a Sydney Parish game or if this is a Maddie Shear game. I think that's going to tell you right away if they have Shear in that starting lineup matching up on Destiny Wells, then that's the respect that they're really giving. So you think Sedona's in that lineup? I think Sedona starts either way because they want to have that massive size advantage. Yeah, and looking here, I mean, Destiny Wells is a five foot six sophomore guard, really, really talented. But I think Shear could shut her, not shut her down, but at least limit her. And I think I made that clear Head in the cloud, brought the rain back here Umbrella, you weren't raised out here Subs, these are my cities uh, Big shoes that I fit in uh, Green on a sweet twinning They done fell off me, good riddance Fillets me up, yeah, tripping uh, Way up in my city uh, One juke and they slipping I got goats with me like Pippin Everyone I know, throw the O Let's get active You can check the score What you know about that practice, okay I'm taking it easy on them right now, they cannot see me Shot the lights out, might get a new ring this season I that I've been no deal with these, I lost count after the third I don't mean shout, yeah, okay, word, family all proud Just like Penny, y'all turn down, just like betting Watch your mouth, I'm saying Everyone I know, throw the O, let's get active You can check the score, what you know about that practice, okay We are at hashtag one 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 episode one eleven. There's got to be some uh, some good luck charm or something weird going on with that. But if you'd be so kind to go find us at the Flock Pod on your favorite podcast streaming platforms or your less favorite podcast streaming platforms, give us the five star ratings, give us the subscribe button, give us some some retweets, send us around to some of your friends. That would be fantastic. If you'd also be so kind to please go find us on your favorite social media platforms. 
give us a follow, give us a like. We're really growing our Twitter page right now, which is great. Finally got over a thousand followers. Shout out to all the new followers that jumped along. Now go follow us on Instagram. That's our, that's my next big target. My next project is to build that Instagram. I'm going to reel Shane into doing some reels with me or something like that, just to grow the popularity a little bit. Do some like TikTok dances. Yeah, we'll do some dancing, baby. We'll do some dance. We got some music out please, there now. Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> Zach's like, I'm done if you guys start doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm out if you make me do reels. That wasn't in my contract. Wasn't in my contract. You can find me at Coach Justin D on those same social media channels. Shane, tell them where you are. You can find me at Bartender Shane Six on the Twitter and at Walker Flock of Shane Six on Instagrams. And you already heard our good friend from Duckswire, Zachary Neal. Zach, how you doing, sir? Doing good, man. It's it's March. Uh, I wish the Ducks were in the tournament, but, you know, we're a day away right now from the tournament getting started, which I know is one of our favorite times of the year for all of us. So can't wait. What's that? It's the most wonderful time. <laughs> yeah. Of, I mean, I used like I, we were talking pre-pod. I mean, all of us used to just geek out on this in high school and whatnot, always be skipping classes, you know, calling in for it. I think my favorite thing about March Madness here locally is they used to do those uh, commercials for uh, oh, what's it called? A vasectomy for men, you know, during oh, this time of yeah. year, like the March Madness special. Like, if exactly. you want an excuse yeah. to sit on the couch all weekend, mm. come get your vasectomy right before March <laughs> Madness. I was like, that was always really weird, oh. but obviously effective marketing nonetheless. Yeah, it feels like well, there's a catch here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a painful catch, if nothing else. Like, yeah. I was looking for just one extra yeah. reason. You know, I was like, I was 80% sold. Oh, man, that's great. Well, we are here to talk about a tournament. Unfortunately for the University of Oregon men, it is not the NCAA tournament, but the NIT, the first tournament. And the Ducks did go take home a big-time victory last night over the Utah State Aggies in a much tougher-fought game than I think some of us expected. Um, but the Ducks being down in Fale Dante, being down Will Richardson, had some other guys really step up. Luke War got in there and got himself a big-time dunk, which was great to see. Uh, Nate Biddle, I think, played really well actually in his time out there uh, he's got to stop fouling people but he's doing a good job uh defensive positioning wise it looks like that's been the main thing they've been really working on with him uh, rivaldo sores goes out and has a big time game putting up 13 points so we take this wherever you want to zach but let's just talk about last night's game a little bit and kind of the takeaways that you had well, one of the biggest things I noticed is it, it kind of reminds me of what we all wish happened in the Alamo Bowl, in the Alamo Bowl with football, where it's oh, kind yeah. of a, you know, the, the result doesn't really matter, but you want your young guys to, you know, get some experience, get some time on the field and get, get some real playing time. And because Will Richardson and Dante were out, I think we got to see a lot of the guys that we probably wouldn't have normally saw. We got to see Isaac Johnson, like you said, Luke War. Uh, Roboto Soros stepped up too. And I was, I was impressed. They came out. It would have been so easy for them to come out and, you know, not really want to play because they thought that they were a tournament team and they dropped seven of their final 10 games and made it to the NIT instead. So um, I know that it's not where they want to be, but they came out and they showed that they're still interested. And like Dana said, they're playing for the, the name on their chest. So um, overall, I think it was a, a good impressive night. And I, I'm now, I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run in the NIT because it looks like they're bought in and it looks like, I mean, we know they're talented. We know they're a good team. So I'm uh, interested to see where it goes from here. Well, I'm just going to say, you know, I did see this team winning a championship in the <laughs> season. 
maybe I was just a little off on which championship it was. So Natty Island, we're back, baby. We're back. The coconuts are plentiful. We're hanging out here. It's just the the NIT Invitational Championship now. So Shane, how did we not see that one? I know, right? (laughs) I'm still right. I can still have a chance to be right. So Shane, after watching the game last night, what were some of your takeaways? Uh, So some of the players who were out there yesterday, you know, with without Will Richardson and Folly Dante, you know, we have still like big energy effort guys on this team without those. And it's it's interesting. Like, I mean, obviously, Richardson and Dante are super talented, really good players, but they had been two players that I kind of had my eye on as being a little bit more re- reserved as far as like their emotions and whatnot and just not being like true leaders on the floor. And this team, I mean, Jacob Young has really impressed me the last few weeks with just his effort. I mean, in uh in the Pac-12 tournament games, you know, I kind of tweeted out like Jacob Young isn't going to have effort be an issue why that why they're not going to lose this game, and that was really good to see. Like you said, Rivaldo Sora is really stepping up. I think with those guys out of the lineup and the uh, the rotation kind of opening up a little bit was really good for him. I think he kind of found his confidence within that as somebody who's actually been on the floor. So when he's out there with the Luke War and Isaac Johnson. Uh, a biddle he feels like he is one of the more important guys on the floor and i think that's just really good for his psyche and he's actually kind of turning into that player that uh that zach and i thought he was going to be before this season and i mean to your point justin with like this being kind of a, a surprisingly close game i didn't know this until right before the game started oregon was five point underdogs were you guys yeah. aware of this no i did not see that yeah they were five point dogs at a uh money line was plus 155 so i went ahead and won some money on that one real quick and then i was looking at uh odds just for the for the title where would you guys guess oregon's title odds for the nit would have been before last night or Mm -hmm. right now before Before last last night night, plus 1500 so i was gonna say like 15 to 20 to 1 they were 42 to 1 Jeez, why did we not bet that right yeah. away? Yeah, I mean, and to give it a little bit of perspective, Washington State was 35 to 1, Dayton 16, AM and Oklahoma were the two favorites, six and a half and seven to one. Wow. Um, and I mean, I think Texas AM is still probably looking like the best team. Well, I mean, they were looking like the best team going at the end of the regular season uh tournament play and whatnot. But yeah, pretty crazy. So I mean, Oregon heavy, heavy underdogs in this. I did not see that. I wish I had seen that for sure. But just to jump back on what you were talking about with Jacob Young, his give a shit meter is just really, really high. And I think he's one of those players where that can work in his favor. But I think at times that can also eat him up. And I think there was mm-hmm. even a moment last night, I think there was about nine minutes left in that game, maybe maybe less than that. The Ducks were starting to pull away. There was a foul that happened in like Utah State's front court and Young was taking the ball in like a breakaway. And I didn't see what happened on the other end of the court if he went down there and dunked it or if he got a layup or something, but you heard the whole crowd like erupt. And then he came back across the line. The, sorry, this is my body language doctor stuff coming out. I watch these guys so much so closely, but him and Gary kind of had like an interaction after that. It almost looked like Quincy was trying to be like, hey, man, we don't need this right now. And Jacob Young kind of like flipped his hand off of him and kind of like went to walk away. And you saw Quincy as he turned, just kind of walk away and start shaking his head. So I think there is, there's still some of that you know, interpersonal stuff going on with this team. I think there's just a lot of big egos on this roster. I think uh, Gary came with a big, uh, Harmon came in with a big ego. Young came in with a big ego. I think at times Eric Williams feels like he's the best basketball player on the floor, but he's definitely not. Um, So it's just, I think there's some things going on behind the scenes and you saw some of that come out last night, even on the floor, even in a big time victory. 
you know, just to go to show that 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 kind of fire can work in your favor, like you're saying. I mean, Young's not going to let effort be the reason this team loses, but at times he's he's trying so hard he almost puts himself in this team in quicksand where you're because you're trying so hard you're just sinking even more i'm curious to see how that plays out now because they go play texas a&m mm-hmm. tomorrow night no i believe it's on saturday i think it's this weekend i don't give know a little bit more time okay i don't know that the actual date or time has actually come out i haven't seen it yet I but seen i it either i heard some other reporters saying this weekend so i think it's probably on saturday or looks something. like a march 19th a time to be determined at this point so that's so, saturday yeah yep so that'll be saturday so i'll be i'll get to watch that so that'll be nice okay. but uh, it's a good matchup for them yeah go ahead zach one thing it's we've been relatively down on this team all year because they've been so frustrating but I think that for us it's been really nice because this team is really easy to be right about because I've noticed last night that it's really easy to kind of play both sides with this team I mean Shane said that he won some money last night because that they were what plus 155 money Mm -hmm. line I lost some money last night because I took Utah state minus the points after, <laughs> after it came out, the will and Dante were playing. I was like, you know what? I've seen this team not show up so many times that I don't think they'll show up tonight, but in the back of my head, I'm saying like, you know what? But I could easily see them coming out. So it's, it's so easy for me to say that, well, I expect this to happen, but this could happen and I won't be surprised. So it's like, and that happens. So um, I, it's just been really interesting to see what we're going to get each game. Um, and going forward, I still have no idea what team we're going to get on Saturday or if they win that game, what team we'll get down the road. So it's, it's going to be, I, I just don't know how much this means to them. You know, is this a, a chase for a championship in the NIT? Are you going to get that banner and hopefully not hang it at MKA next to the <laughs> one that's really important up there, but but it's so small. Um, they need to make that banner. It is. So much they bigger. do need to make it much oh bigger. Gosh. I agree with that. But yeah, and that can kind of get into our, our conversation on the NIT as a whole. But it's just I I don't know. This team still confounds me night in and night out. So Shane, you had a hot take about the NIT pre podcast. Do you want to do you want to put that down on wax? Yeah, I think it's a waste of everybody's time. I think it's a waste <laughs> of these kids' time. I think it's a waste of our time as fans. I don't really get it. I mean, I get it. It's, you know, it's just putting more product on TV and it's just being like, oh, well, these are the teams that almost made the tournament that includes 68 fucking teams. So then, like, so you you win the NIT, so you're the 69th best team in the country? Or, like, what, nice. what what is it really? Nice. Yeah, I know. But, like, what, what, are we, what are we really doing? You know what I mean? Like, it's cool like it like the the idea of it is like oh these kids want to play more basketball but i don't think that's actually true i think they're i think i think most of these kids especially with the way the transfer portal is set up now and the way that you kind of like it's open season as soon as the season ends and i mean i think i mean i played basketball growing up basketball season's a grind it's a it's a long season it's through the holidays and everything by the end of it you just kind of want like a week to just sit down and not have practice every day and just running conditioning and all this shit it's just it's it's so much and i just think the nit is worthless but i want to pose this question this was actually one of going to be one of my three questions but i'm just going to put it out there now if you could do away with one of these two things what would you pick the play-in games or the nit tournament playing games what you mean in the ncaa the first tournament? four yeah yeah the first four. Oh, the... definitely the first four i'd do away with the first yeah, four yeah definitely the first four see I i'd almost the... rather have that I think the NIT serves some purpose. While I agree with you for the most part that it's it's 
relatively meaningless. I think there are some teams in there that that is their kind of postseason because they know they're not making it to the big dance. I mean, Utah State, I don't know that I probably should know this. When's the last time they made it to the NCAA tournament or actually had a real good chance at making it, making a run in March? And it's like, I, I don't know. So they could be a team that's playing most of their season, hoping for a run in the NIT and hoping for a good seed. So I don't, I don't know. I feel like we're looking at this from Oregon's perspective where it's kind of a disappointment to be there. And none of us fans really want to watch because we're kind of done with this season as well. So, but I think that there, there are some teams that find value in it and good for them, but yeah, I, I'm okay with getting rid of it. Would you watch the NIT if Oregon wasn't in it? No, never. Yeah, I, I mean, if basketball's on, I'm going to watch basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be clicking around, and if there's nothing else on, you can catch a good game. It's kind of like conference ch- championship week to me. You know, I'll watch more basketball, obviously, then, um, than I do in other weeks just because there's more basketball on. Uh, I think I think the NIT has value, like, like Zach's saying to those teams that come into it, you know, not with the highest of hopes, but still want, you know, some postseason basketball gives the teams an opportunity to have a springboard moving forward into the next season. In this situation for the Ducks, you know, you've seen some other guys in different roles because other guys are hurt and unable to play. And I would always say, I mean, we're, we're a very player-friendly podcast here. If you don't want to play, opt out. Yeah, but then you, you know get I mean? dragged. Like, but they still, well, but teams have an opportunity to opt out too, right? So you could, I mean, the entire team can say we don't want to play in the NIT, or you can do it individually you, as a player. But yeah, but you, you will get, get dragged. dragged. Yeah, but you're going to NIT. How much? I mean, if you're that high profile of a player, you probably should be playing. And if you're, but not, I don't even then you're think probably you... not going to get dragged because you're not going to be in a news cycle. How many players can you name on the Texas A and N team? Okay, zero. So mm-hmm. then. If if they bowed out of the NIT tournament, you don't think that would be like ESPN news? I don't think so. What do you think, Zach? Oh my God! Yes, it would. I don't it'd think it'd be a sub like... story. We had yeah. Tom Brady return. We have NFL trades. You would have MLB trades and free agency. If you're the coach of that team, that's going to be a ding on your resume for the rest of your career. Yeah, I think it's more of a hurt on the coach and the the school than it would be like main page news, you know. Yeah, but I agree it's, with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't think it would really hurt the player stock as much as it would just the team and the coaching staff, which I think is also bullshit. I mean, if the NIT tournament was like all teams outside of like the power five, I think that would be cool. You know, if you had like, you know, these teams who are on the cusp of making the NCAA, but, you know, it's like you're uh i mean davidson was in it this year i mean they're they're normally in the ncaa tournament but i mean you're like holy crosses and your uh ivy league schools your utah state i mean boise state these, these mountain west the smaller conferences i think it's cooler for that but i mean you throw in texas a&m and they don't really give a fuck i mean like well, you said justin like i mean teams bowing out because they don't even give a shit like what doesn't that take away from the whole thing well i kind of feel that I mean, part of the reason there was such a good atmosphere last night is because Utah State showed up because they had a chance to beat a Power 5 program. And that exactly. meant a lot to them that they were going up against a Pac-12 school that, you know, was usually in the tournament and they wanted to take Oregon down. And so you make it a, oh, Power 5 schools are excluded from this. They don't have to get in. They don't have to play it. That might take away from it, too. So I don't know. I don't know that there's a good answer. But, I mean, take point. away from – from again, what, what? Right. Like, from what? something I mean, that like, you're very right. watching the NIT was first. The NIT does have a rich tradition. There's a lot of basketball old heads that love the NIT. So I think I think it's one of those things that again, if Oregon wasn't playing in it, wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about it at all. 
right? Nope. Maybe if maybe if a Pac-12 team made it to the Final Four, we'd mention it, something of that nature. If Washington maybe. State made a run, <laughs> just because they're a fun team to follow. But I think you're right that we care about it because the Ducks are in it. And next year, probably won't care about it, probably won't talk about it. So, well, hopefully. <laughs> Who, who won the NIT last year? No idea. <laughs> no idea. But it's still more basketball. And I think it's it's the same thing yeah. with overtime basketball. I mean, give me give me more basketball. I have no problem I just, with that. I only want to watch basketball that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, And if it, if it doesn't matter to a team and it's apparent and it's like, eh. And it's just like, I mean, to your point, Justin, like the NIT was first. Like the Super Bowl wasn't the first championship in the NFL, but it's not like we're like celebrating. Like, I mean, you can go back to the origin of a lot of sports and talk about what their championship was. Hey, I'm an ABA stan over here. Let's talk <laughs> ABA basketball, baby. Let's do it. I love it. Julius Irving, let's go. Um, let's talk about some basketball that matters. Let's talk yeah. about this uh, NCAA tournament. Let's talk about, uh, do you guys want to just do our final four picks maybe? Uh, I went through and just kind of clicked this morning. Uh, I know Zach is still a, a bracket in progress, so you can just let us know maybe if you've got a team or two that you think's got a real chance to win the title. Uh, mm. But for me, again, I used to do so much research on this, know every single team, dig into like the Vegas odds and stuff. I literally picked my bracket in less than three minutes and just kind of clicked through on vibes alone and kind of feeling alone. Uh, but I like what I came out with. Uh, I got Gonzaga versus UCLA in one side of the Final Four, and Arizona Kansas on the other side. So pretty are we chalky. talking men? Yeah, we're talking men right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, we'll we'll talk women after that because uh, there's more duck more duck tent on the women's side for sure. But I've got Ooh. Gonzaga cutting down the nets. I think it's it's finally their time. I think Timmy and Holmgren lead the way. I think Mark Few off of his uh, shenanigans during the the off season gets rewarded <laughs> with an NCAA championship. Well, one too many daddy pop, daddy sodas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, one too many. But having the Pac-12 get two teams in there, I think Arizona is a really good team. I've got that's going to be a tough matchup for them against Gonzaga. But we've talked about Arizona before and all the different ways that they can play and the different experience that they have. I, uh, yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think, Shane? Who do you, who's your final four? Uh, it's still loading here. Uh, I had my women's one pulled up, but no. Nah. Um, uh, but I had UCLA. I'm trying to remember. I also have Gonzaga <laughs> winning it all. Um, UCLA is a really popular pick because the East is just kind of gross. I mean, I like mm-hmm. Baylor. Baylor's a good team. I could see Baylor beating UCLA in the Elite Eight, but our Sweet 16, I guess that would be. And then them making it, but uh, Purdue is also another really good team. Ivy's a really mm-hmm. fun player to watch. I just don't think they've got the consistency necessary. And UCLA comes back with a bunch of those old heads. It kind of depends on how healthy, uh, not Juzang, uh, well, yeah, Juzang, how healthy he is kind of coming into the tournament also. Yeah, I mean, overall, uh, there's one conference that I'm really big on uh, going into the men's tournament, and that's the Big East. Uh, I, I really like a lot of their matchups early. I think UConn is kind of my sleeper team to make like a, a deep push as a four seed. They also have to play uh, or no Marquette has to play North Carolina in the first round. I think whoever wins that matchup, one of those teams could end up going deep. I mean, that's the, uh, the eight, nine matchup there, but I think both those teams are really good. And uh, North Carolina is a school with a lot of talent on it. that just didn't have like a really good year. I mean, we saw what they did to Duke at the end of the year a team that everybody basically agrees on is a really good team. But then if you look through the big East and the teams that made it, if you look at their overall record, especially their losses as a whole for the season and how many of those losses came in conference play, that was a conference that was really cannibalistic. 
uh, as I think the Pac-12 was last year. And we saw those Pac-12 teams make a really deep run in. So I wouldn't be surprised to see between um, Marquette, UConn, Xavier, and uh, Providence. Providence. Uh, any or all of those teams to make deep runs. Uh, they do have some, some tough matchups there. I didn't have any of them making my final four just because they kind of have to go through the murders. Well, everybody has to go through murders row. That's the, the cool thing about this tournament. I wish I could get my bracket to load right now, but I do I have, think... I do have, yeah, I still just can't get it to uh, come That's up. funny that you say that Shane. I think I have every single big ace team losing in the first round. Ooh, you might want to, might want to change that. Now that I friend. look at my <laughs> bracket, um, I've got Providence getting upset. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I think I've got every single one of them. I losing. for for whatever reason I was really drawn to the Big East this year. I don't know if it's like I was always just watching Fox Sports. You love I Big my, East basketball. I do, but I, I for whatever reason I found myself like accidentally watching a lot of their games this year. And then when it came to conference tournament play, their games were starting a little bit earlier than the other games because they were playing over at Madison Square Garden. So I just kind of started watching those games with like the intent of watching like Big Ten, Big Twelve games, and then just not. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, there's good. There's some good coaches out in the Big East too, and that's yeah. when it comes down to this time. Oh, here we go. My brackets. All right. So yeah, Gonzaga winning it all with. Oh shit! Never mind. Spoke too soon. <laughs> Spoke too soon. That's good. Who do you got winning it all, Zach? Do you have a champion in mind or a team? You yeah. Can make so a deep run. We talked about this before the Pac-12 tournament. I'm staying solid with it. I think that Arizona is going to win it all. I don't feel like when they're playing at the best, I don't feel like there's many teams that are as good as them. Um, but the way that Shane feels about the Big East is kind of how I feel about the SEC. Mm. I've got both. I'm kind of a, a bracket tinkerer. When it comes out, I'll like set all my picks and then kind of as the week goes on, I'll like listen to people and make make their case for people. And I'll <coughs> kind of go back and change things. But at the moment, I've got Kentucky, Auburn, Arizona, and Gonzaga in my final four. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, with Kentucky and Arizona in the championship. So, and I think Arizona's going to win that. But um, a lot of people pick yeah. Kentucky. I've I've seen that as a pretty popular pick to come out of the East. Yeah, with their yeah, Titan yeah, Washington. So yeah, I'm. Uh, but yeah, I just I think that I mean I I smartly picked Arizona to win the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, I would like did. to get a check mark next to that one. Um, I know <laughs> really went out on a limb on that pick, but um, hey, when they're when they're good, they're good. So I, I think they're my my pick to win it all this year. And Tommy Lloyd gets his his first ring away from Mark Few with Gonzaga uh, yeah. with Arizona. So well and that'll be I've got that game, you know, Arizona and Gonzaga in my national championship, which I think is, you know, the be awesome. Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Darth Vader matchup there in the championship. Did we all? So I have Arizona Gonzaga in my final. Did we all have that as our final? Oh no, what He's was got Kentucky, Arizona. Kentucky, Arizona, Kentucky. Yeah. So we've and all got Arizona also, making it. Yeah. I have, I lied earlier. I have Arizona beating Providence in the final four. Oh, you've got, Pro I got Providence losing in the first round and you've got to making it to the final four. I love it. <laughs> I love it. This is the fun of tournament time. Uh, do you guys have any double digit seeds you could see making a big run or anything like that? I've got Vermont making yeah. a little mini run, That's getting beat by Gonzaga. Uh, uh, I've heard a lot about Indiana's chance to beat St. Mary's. Um, oh, okay. I like St. Mary's a lot. Okay. Yeah. That's one that I, I don't, I don't know what upsets I'm going to pick yet. Really? 
I've got Richmond making a little bit of a run too, beating yeah. Iowa. Iowa's been a popular pick to come out of the Midwest for people also, mm-hmm. but I've got them losing in that first round. The, the I Spiders. Have, I have Richmond also beating Iowa, but then losing to Providence. I've got a 12 13 matchup there, which is always fun in the second round with Richmond and San Diego State. So I think I had a Pac 12. What was it? Utah. I will say this if you guys ever get a chance to be in Vegas for this first weekend of Mm -hmm. NCAA tournament basketball, it is it's the most fun I've ever had in Vegas because they do all kinds of huge parties. We were we were in this massive ballroom that was like the size of a football field. And there were huge TV screens lining the whole thing, playing all the games, bookie right outside. So you didn't even have to leave the plaza or anything like that. It was I mean, they do it right down there. So if you're ever trying to plan a fun Vegas trip, it's definitely fun to do it right around March Madness time. I have Montana State making the Sweet 16. Oh. And I also have USC making the Sweet 16. Probably be my two biggest upsets. I've got USC making a little bit of a run, too. But I could also see them losing to Auburn if Auburn... Auburn's guards just have to figure out that they're not the best players on that team. Exactly. And if they figure that out, I think Auburn could win a national championship. Oh, 100%. If they figure that out. But right now, they those two guards they just somehow play, think they're the best players. They play so fast fast that i see that being a detriment to them just because of when the games when the pressure like really ramps up those teams who play like with a lack of control i feel like kind of have more of a disadvantage the way that the tournaments put together but also i mean more half court basketball exactly but i mean it's all about when you get hot i mean especially just shooting the rock you guys listen to Rosillo's pod, don't you? Mm-hmm. I did. I listened to that breakdown. Yeah, that was it a good so breakdown. It was so funny when he said that uh, someone just needs to get Auburn a mock draft of, of next year <laughs> just so they can realize what they have. Just the coaching but I staff also, just hand that around the locker room. That yeah, it's like, yeah, that would, that would be smart for them in the end. But that was good. Oh, that's a good podcast. I definitely would recommend. Yeah, yeah him and Gottlieb basically break down the whole bracket, which was yeah. uh and if you're not listening to Life Advice, that's a great segment. Yeah, so it really is. It's, it's oh, a it's fun, fun little segment there with uh, his two producers too. So I thought it was funny when they did you hear about how they almost made that its own podcast? Oh, really? Yeah. There was a uh when he was on one of the Bill Simmons uh episodes, they were talking about how like they were kicking around the idea of it being like its own thing, but then Marcillo didn't want to be like uh put in the box of like a therapist uh, yeah like a, <laughs> like a dr phil like type like yeah. like like sports world dr phil i think yeah. i find myself yelling at my my phone during a podcast the most during those segments like no tell them to do this or this is what they should be doing. <laughs> oh that's a great one all right so any other thoughts for the the men's tournament before we look to move on and talk about this women's tournament a little bit all right let's jump on over uh, uh, my, uh, my bias is definitely showing in my women's bracket. Oh, me I will too. Definitely say that. Uh, but it's going to be, I've got, I mean, we'll just get it right up the top here. I've got the Stanford Cardinal making a repeat trip and, uh, bringing it home for back-to-back natty championships. I think the biggest surprise I have in my bracket, I have South Carolina losing to Iowa before they even get to the final four. I think, uh, is it Caitlin Clark? I think is the girl's name on Iowa. Iowa? Yeah, yeah, she's like that just puts Sabrina Unescu. Yeah. Um, I think Iowa just comes to play. And uh, SC has obviously shown that they can be upset, losing to Kentucky there in the SC Championship Tournament Final. 
Uh, let's see. But not too many other surprises in the final four. Oh, except for this pesky five seed that wouldn't go away, makes it out of the Wichita bracket. But then I do have the, the Oregon Ducks falling to Iowa in the final four. And then Iowa eventually losing to Stanford. So you guys, any any takeaways, Shane, as you kind of look at your women's bracket? <clears throat> uh, I I agree with you on the Iowa thing. I unfortunately I just feel like that they are too revolved around one player. I think as they kind of went through the Big Ten year, they were kind of able to get by, um, even with Caitlin Clark kind of being double teamed at half court and that kind of thing. But I just I don't really see that being able to take them all the way. So I have South Carolina beating Oregon on one side of my final four. I do have Oregon making that push. I don't, it was funny. I put, I put out a list of teams before we did our last podcast of uh, teams that I thought Oregon could play with. And uh, I ended up thinking that they got kind of a good. They've got a nice draw. They did because of Tennessee. They've got a Tennessee's got a big injury. Don't they? Yeah. Um, I forget. I forget the girl's name, but. I know they're missing one of their better players. So when I got them a, losing to Buffalo in their home arena okay. in the first round, I just that's a it's an upset wow. that I just I feel in my gut. So we'll go okay. with it. But like two teams that I really felt good about Oregon playing against uh, that were going to be higher ranked teams were Tennessee and Louisville. Um, I just think that there you know go. this Louisville team is really good. But last year, what they scared me so much was just that Dana Evans just attitude at the guard position, where I felt like they could just take it to these smaller Oregon guards. Without that this year, I think they're still a very good, very talented team. I'm not saying that, you know, Oregon is a better team than Louisville, but just the way that they match up with uh, with what Tahina Pow Pow is going to be able to do and with the size advantage that Sabahee. Oregon actually might have in this matchup with, with the players mm-hmm. they're actually going to be putting out on the floor, which is nice because when it comes down to tournament time and years prior, it's always been the opposite. Like, well, when they run into this bigger, stronger Baylor or yada, yada, yada team, even, you know, the Sabrina UNESCO year, those big, big, strong teams with big centers are the ones that we were always really afraid of. And I mean, I do think that they eventually lose to South Carolina and Aaliyah Boston. I think she's the best player in the country. And then on the other side, I have UConn and Stanford with Stanford winning that one handily. And I think Stanford just kind of walks away with this championship. I think they have top to bottom the best team uh cameron brink third team all-american this this year i thought that was kind of a slap in the face yeah so that's some bold important material for her too Mm -hmm. but i mean that's going to be no easy matchup with leah boston but i think that stanford has enough pieces to just kind of like you know throw the kitchen sink at her one in that matchup i give them well actually i mean staley's a damn good coach so i think the coaches kind of balance each other out in that type of a matchup See, for me, Shane mentioned them. UConn is really who I'm focused on this tournament. I think they finally got Paige Beckers, Bukers. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Beckers. how to say it. I've heard Beckers. it both ways. Mm-hmm. They've Beckers. got her back and healthy. And, I mean, she can definitely rival Leah Boston for one of the best players in the nation. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I actually have them beating Stanford in the Final Four mm-hmm. and matching up with South Carolina in the championship game. I think South Carolina will win it because I think they're – they're they've been playing together more this season and they're i think they're just a better team um but as far as oregon goes i think this is it's the same as the men's team that i i wouldn't be surprised either way we see this um they got a kind of a tough draw after going having to go to knoxville for this first game and play belmont who's much closer to that uh that arena but i see oregon getting out of the first weekend i see them beating belmont and then beating tennessee I don't know that I feel confident that they beat Louisville. 
Um, that's it'll be a tough game. Yes, they definitely could win it. They've got the talent to to make a run in this thing, but you know they've been so up and down the season, and I it just I can't bring myself to say that they're gonna make it that much further than Louisville. So um, in the end, I think they win a couple of games within fall. Well, and let's focus on this Belmont game here just a little bit for the Lady Ducks, too, because this is a game like Shane was saying that their size is really going to be the dominant factor. The tallest player for Belmont is Madison Bartley at six foot three, and she does lead the team in rebounds at five rebounds a game. But Sedona and Nayara, I think, are just going to put her in a box and not be able not let her have an impact on the game. And their guard, Destiny Wells, leading point score, 16 and a half a game, four and a half assists a game. A solid player. Watched a little bit of YouTube this morning. Solid player. But I think this is a game that I'd be, I'm going to be very curious to see who Kelly starts. If this yeah. is a Sydney Parrish game or if this is a Maddie Shear game. And I think that's going to tell you right away if they have Shear in that starting lineup matching up on Destiny Wells, then that's the respect that they're really giving her. So you think Sedona's in that lineup? I think Sedona starts either way because okay. they want to have that massive size advantage. Want that size, yep. Yeah, and looking here, I mean, Destiny Wells is a five foot six sophomore guard, really, really talented. But I think Shear could shut her, not shut her down, but at least limit her. And She's if you such a good defender, yeah. Exactly. You can cut the head off the her. snake. Exactly. Yeah. Well, with Nira Sabli too, you matchup wise, you have to put like somebody taller than her on her, because if you put somebody like like size on her, you might as well put like a a smaller guard just to eliminate the dribble stuff, because then she can. I mean, if she's playing somebody that she's more athletic than and is the same size game. Well, and shorter quite a bit. I mean, Mm -hmm. so I think this is going to be a high low clinic, relatively the same size. Yeah, Yeah, this is going to be a high low clinic to me with Sedona at the elbow, Sabley down at the block guards moving the ball the inside out is going to be really important how well does Oregon shoot the three when Belmont starts doubling down to try to take the paint away it's going to be a fun game to watch just from an X's and O's standpoint what the coaching staffs decide to do yeah if we if we see the Oregon team that we expect to which I have confidence that will I I don't feel much concerned about this game against Belmont yeah however there's just always that kind of lingering doubt in the back of my head that there's been times where this team hasn't showed up and so Mm -hmm. but I I think that you know Kelly Griggs is absolutely no stranger to the tournament but he did mention we talked to him this past week that this team is I mean there's not many players on this Oregon roster that have experience in the tournament I mean India Rogers I didn't know this I don't think has ever played in a tournament game before well, she's and, at USC, so you know. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I didn't ever really consider that. I was like, wow, this is she's like one of the veterans on this team, and she yeah. hasn't put in the tournament. Tahina didn't play in the tournament last time they made it, and so uh, it, it's new for the players, but it's not new for their coaching staff, and that's that's really matters a ton at, at this point in the season. So um, I think they'll make it out of the first weekend, okay, and then they will talk from then on. But um, it should be pretty fun. Well, I think that's why a lot of the responsibility for this tournament, uh, like on the floor, you know, as a player, but also just emotionally falls on Sedona Prince. I think last year she became a star during the NCAA tournament, but not for necessarily basketball. Well, not on the court reasons, but, you know, uh, social awareness of the discrepancy between men's and women's lives as it came to the as it came to tournament time but now now that she's kind of built this name built this experience and then in the last like three weeks we i think we can all agree she's been playing her best basketball oh my god yeah extremely physical 
extremely emotional. I mean, at times I compared her to like a WWE star, like getting the fans hyped up at Matthew <laughs> Knight. And I think it's time for her to take that. She does have some of this experience. I mean, she got to watch it from the bench uh, to start her career. And then she got to slowly kind of add some things on the floor to where now I think they need to all really look at her. I don't think Sedona Prince is the best player on this team. I think she's one of the best players, but I think that she needs to become the leader on this team. And I think this team really needs to hang their hat on half court defense early in the year. They were getting a lot of steals, forcing a lot of making, scoring a lot of points off of a full court pressure defense. But I think now that the season has kind of gone along, we've seen that the half-court defense are able to still get a lot of steals and force a lot of turnovers from the half-court without extending all the way out and just don't rely on the three-point shooting. I mean, this that's the thing that's been, been the most inconsistent for this team is we've seen them go halves without making a three. And some of these games that they've even won by small margins against teams that are better in, it's been because of the three-point shooting. So I think if they just really hang their hat on their half-court defense and then just focus on getting the ball into these bigs, force the ball into the post and slowing the game way down. I like them against most of these teams. I think they're the best five seed in the whole tournament. Well, I think and, that ending and, point is a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And on Sedona too, I think she's someone that really thrives when the spotlight is on her and when the camera's on her, we saw that last year and, you know, we're getting into that time of year again where, where people are looking at her. I mean, this is the first women's tournament that's been called March madness and it's in large part because of her. And she did so much for the game last year. And, uh, there was a great athletic profile on her this past week that if you haven't read, you should definitely go read. Just kind of detailed her, how that type of moment has been kind of like, you know, bubbling up in her, like her mom kind of taught her at a young age to like speak out and be powerful. And uh, she finally did it last year and it's, it's bringing a big change to the sport. So I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on her and this Ducks team this year because of that. And uh, I definitely think she's going to be one of the the best players for the ducks down the stretch like we've seen over the past couple of weeks well and she looks happy i mean she really looks happy in her personal life it looks like things are a little more calm than they were a couple of years i mean it's no if you look now at the activism and the way that she's used her voice it's no surprise that things didn't work out at texas because I think she was a player that Kelly has really allowed her to be herself I think that was that's one of the things that she's she's really um she looks more comfortable now in a duck uniform than she did even last year. So I, I'm I'm really excited to see what this team can do. Like Shane was saying, it's a, it's a really nice roadmap. But just like Zach was saying, this team does decide just not to show up at times. So if they if they work from the inside out, I think that's going to be most important. So, all right, I think we have uh, covered every angle that we can there for the women's tournament. We will. I keep saying dilly dally. I don't know why. It's just like I think it's, it's been from one of Dillingham. You do say dilly dally yeah, a lot. You say dilly dally. I, say dally a lot. I like it though. It's <laughs> if it's good. like a drinking we, game for the podcast, you know we, what I mean. Tend, Drink your coffee. If I was going to say the biggest knock on this podcast, sometimes we do dilly dally. We so. do dilly dally. That's the whole ironic thing. Yeah, that's the whole. <laughs> no more dilly dally anymore. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Let's jump into three questions, gentlemen. Uh, with no further ado. Uh, by the way, if you're still playing Wordle. Uh, a do oh, yeah. great first word first mm. word every time yeah yep, you great got it. great first so word. many vowels yeah lock in those vowels gentlemen which That's reminds me need to do my wordle today all right who wants to go first who's who's really excited about their three questions today uh i'll go first all right shane we'll go shane me and then zach just to keep it in the the zoom order for myself so i can follow along all right go for it shane hit us with number one all right for five million dollars oh, you can only watch two sports for the rest of your life would you would you take the money? And if you do, what two sports would you choose? Is this like sports, all of sports? So if I pick basketball, I get all basketball. 
or do I only get like the NBA? Uh, for the sake of the argument, you have to pick a league. Oh, God. I think, I think it's too easy if you just. I think I'm not taking the money if that's an option, but if you're forcing me to take the money and pick two sports, I might surprise you with my answer. I'm going NFL football. Going golf, aren't you? And I'm going golf. Yeah. There is nothing (laughs) I like more than watching golf. Just a golf tournament. Uh, I was I was pretty stoked that the uh, the players got pushed back over the weekend, so I actually got to watch the final round on Monday, and I got I I got to throw a little bit of I got to throw a little bit of money on it. I had uh, I had Cam Smith, which was like my small winner, and then uh, I also had uh, Hovland and. Lahiri is like my big yep. money winner. So I had like it was it was exciting. Yeah. I was that was a fun one. I, I might have won a couple hundred dollars on Cam Smith this past weekend. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> I was like, why guy. do you always why do you always bet on him? Like because he has a mullet and I like that. I mean, <laughs> he's he's so awesome. I love it. I've lost way more money than I'd like to admit on Tony Finau ever since he popped oh, yeah. his ankle back in. Basically, yeah. ever since he did that in that, that par three contest, I've just been like putting twenty dollars on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. a really tough question, though, especially if you're making. Because do I not even get to watch like high school basketball anymore? Like, I can't go like watch like in person games. Okay, you can you can do that. Like that, you know. Okay, we'll, okay. Like, I'll give me the money then, because five million dollars is a lot of money. Well, yeah. It's just yeah, yeah. Give me the money, and I'll pick. I'll pick the NBA just because. Mm-hmm. Got to pick the NBA. And yeah, damn it. I don't want to pick the NFL, but I feel like I'm like addicted so to it. I know. It's, I, it's, I, a it's, like, it's like the toxic relationship. Like, it's it like is. I know I should get out of this relationship. Well, she's, then you... she's not healthy for me, but I can't resist. <laughs> I mean, if you pick the NFL, I'm assuming you still get fantasy football. Exactly. Too, which right, is like, yeah. I, I know all of our like, favorite pastime in the yeah. world. So, yeah, yeah I would the probably money, give the NBA and NFL. I would take the money and it would be a great reason to be like, why don't you watch pro football? Well, cause I'm a millionaire now. Cause I don't get to. So I would take the <laughs> NBA and I would take women's college basketball would be my two. Wow. That's a great nice. point. That's a great point though. Cause I Not then college you do football. have the built so excuse. You're just I doing like, away with football completely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I won't, I won't get into it. Shane and I know we've got, we've gone deep on this topic before on other okay. podcasts. Our, our complicated relationship with football is, yeah. uh, is definitely and with the honest. NFL in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then even college football to a lesser extent. Oh, All right. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. You have the first pick in an MLB fantasy draft this year. Redraft standard, everything. First pick. Who do you take? Trey Turner. Nice, I, nice. uh, I would like to recuse myself from this conversation. <laughs> if you want, if you if you've got ten minutes, I can go deep on MLB fantasy. I, uh, quick, but no. my answer is my answer is Trey Turner. <laughs> uh, I think he makes the most sense just because steals are at such a, uh-huh. a high commodity this season. Um, a couple of the other big outfielders are coming off either injuries or lesser seasons. If you're if it's a league where you can make daily roster moves. I think it's Shohei Otani is the number one overall pick. But if you're only doing um, weekly roster moves, then I think it's Trey Turner. Because you can only use Otani then basically as a hitter if it's weekly. Right. And then I'm kind of confused on how the whole DH I was just going to say that was my very novice baseball question. How is Shohei going to be affected massively by the DH rules now in the new bargaining agreement? 
I don't think so. I mean, because he's already playing in the American League, and he does play outfield. I mean, he can. He does actually play in the outfield sometimes. Well, yeah, he plays stand in left field and put, like, a major switch on so that he doesn't actually have to touch the ball. (laughs) This is true. But, he, I mean, he's a great athlete. He steals bases while he's out there. He's super-duper – he's faster than you think he is at his Uh size. So that's where, yeah, if it's daily roster moves, Otani's the number one overall pick. If you're going weekly – I think it's Trey Turner, but that's, I mean, other people are taking, um, trying to think of who are some of those other high end options. I mean, I've seen, well, no, Acuna is not going that high just because he's still coming off of the ACL. Yeah. I was thinking Juan Soto would probably be mine. And an OBP league. I think Soto's a great pick, but you're gotta, you gotta make up steals there too. If you don't, mm-hmm. you gotta be looking at guys. Well, like yeah, Jazz but then you Chisholm can kind of, on. you can base the rest of your team around where you're going to fill some of those holes yeah, because yeah, that's almost true. where having the number one pick in, I think in a baseball draft is almost, I think worse. Like I'd rather, especially in the, if it's snake, I'd much rather be like in the middle somewhere just because well, of you just how gotta you go can salary piece it together. Cap. Salary yeah. cap draft is always going to be uh, the, oh the, yeah the superior option. but i mean right. for for sake of the for the question no, yeah i love the love the question yeah any excuse for me to talk about fantasy baseball definitely jump all over yeah which i've uh i think i've loaded up a good amount of keepers for my my draft this week where i, I think i'm just gonna be able to go in a couple big guys and there you go for and tcf from there on out. uh all right Let's see here. Oh, this is an interesting question. This was posed. A version of this question was posed at work last weekend. You have to pick one TV show of these three to say that is the best, most well-made show, not most rewatch value, not the most, mm-hmm. um, not, not your favorite, but the best show overall. The Office, mm-hmm. The Wire, oh. or Succession. Oh God! You had to do those three. So the the original kind of question was like, the Office is a better show than The Wire. Was an those the original like, statement, which I was like, is it or is it just something you can watch more than once and it has more rewatch value? And then Succession kind of got thrown in for something that people don't feel the need to watch more than once, where The Wire has more rewatch value than Succession, according to some. I've never seen Succession. And this might be favorite shows. Ever. This might be my worst take ever. <laughs> I've never seen The Office. Oh, that's Wait, what? Terrible take. <laughs> I know. I've never what is wrong it. with you? Like, oh, uh, so I would, Holy I would shit. pick The Wire, but I almost have to recuse myself because I've never seen the other two shows. Fuck. Wow, I can't even think about my answer now. I just can't believe that JD has never seen The Office. <laughs> I know, dude. That was, I, I thought you were going to say you never I seen knew the you wire. hadn't seen Succession. Succession no, I love but... The Wire. I, I've watched The Wire a couple times. <clears throat> I'm tempted to say The Wire because it was so ahead of its time in value, in production, in writing, and just in storyline. And the struggle to even make it happen. HBO didn't even want to make it happen. Yeah. And, like the, and I mean... I, I'm going to go, I'll just jump out ahead and say, I'd say The Wire too, just because it was able to kind of change with the times. <clears throat> where, yes, totally. Uh, it was in this really cool part of, you know, the technological revolution of cell phones and stuff to where as technology... Beepers, yeah. Yeah, because as and technology they jumped phones, ahead. And uh-huh. they, uh, yeah. So they were able to kind of roll with the punches as technology. Like, technology was almost trying to make sure that the show The Wire couldn't exist and they were still able to adapt to it. But Succession is like, it's really interesting because so, so I, I just finished good. it. It's one of those things where I'm like, I hate all these people. I hate what it is they do. I hate that yeah. this whole 
thing exists and that it's as powerful as it is. But yet I couldn't fucking I don't think I've ever been more addicted to a show. Yeah, hmm. I think I think this might be like one of the hardest questions I've ever You're asked. Doing it, like you're I'm like really back and forth. You're like physically so, uncomfortable. Let me just say, I think that all time favorite show is the office for me, but that's not, it's not going to be my answer because I don't think it's the best major. I think it's one of the best comedies, but I think that just more goes into the wire and succession as far as well-made shows. I already talked about the wire, how important I think it is, but I, I want to say success succession because so part of what I like is this is where, I mean, I am such a big fan of like, writing and uh communication in a in a show that's why i don't i'm not a huge like action movie watcher or anything like it just just doesn't really do it for me i I just recently saw the new batman the other day and good show or i mean good movie but it's like i i don't know it's just not for me but when you Mm -hmm. get into dialogue like succession and just like you said with all of these characters that you hate you hate them so much but then they're they're so funny and so somehow lovable you have to pick uh, one person you hate to root for, which is really interesting. Exactly. <laughs> and I root for all of them somehow. Yeah. I love them all. Yeah, I think I have to go succession. But and that feels so dirty to I know, right? I know. There's not a show that I love more than succession. Yeah. I I good question. I'd probably pick it's, the wire too, but I'm like, a, I'm right there with you. Where I was like incredible question. Because I couldn't like especially when I got towards the end of season three, like I would be like, all right, I'm done after this episode. I'll, I'll finish it later. And I was just like the rest of the day. I'm just like, fuck dude. I can't even think about anything else. Uh, that's good. All right. Yeah. So I think that was my, that was three for me, right? That was three. Yeah, that was three. Wow. What a question. I'll be thinking that was, about that all that day. That was a great one. All right. I can't my... believe Justin, you've never seen the fucking office. Dude. I know. You gotta change I just that. never, I don't know. I've never sat down to watch it. I always appreciate the memes and appreciate the commentary people have about it and the love they have for it. But you guys know, I'm, I mean, I'm a nerd. Like I just, dude, I, I, I bought, go to my other shows, I guess. Yeah. I still mm-hmm. cry every time I watch Jim and Pam's wedding, dude. Like, yes. <laughs> Niagara part one and two. Yeah. So good. <laughs> cry my little eyes out, dude. How many times do you think you've watched The Office through, Shane? Oh, life? probably like 20. Yeah, I'm guessing me and my, my, my coworker Brando, like we work together on the weekends and about I'd say over half of our communication with each other is just quotes from the office. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, That's awesome. All right, all right. JD, all keep right. us moving. <laughs> we could be on this topic. All hey, day. We could talk about this all. Yeah. For until you got to go. All right. When you're playing video games, when you're playing your sports video games or when you were playing sports video games, mm-hmm. What was your go-to create a franchise team name? Oh, oh. oh. I, I can't say it on air. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember like creating franchise names. Honestly, was that not you? Didn't play a lot of the the dynasty modes and stuff I like know that. I, did but i just like i'm kind of blanking on like i kind of feel like i'm more often just like took a current team like took the broncos and just like remade them but yeah huh bad answer but um <laughs> now i really want to know what shane's answer uh, yeah I'll so take, do I. yeah drop it in the you. chat <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
Um, this got me thinking because I was playing MLB The Show and they have like their little creative thing. And I, I always go into the logos first and see like what cool logos are available and then try to base a team off of the logos basically. But um, that's usually, that's been my, my play of late. All right, bad question. Moving on for our second question of it. And this is perfect since you actually saw the Batman this weekend, Zach. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite Batman? Christian Bale. 100%. Christian Bale. What about you, Zach? Or what about you, Shane? Oh, Christian Bale. 100%. Uh, I thought the Dark Knight trilogy was actually, I yeah. didn't really dig the Batman movies really up until the, <laughs> until the Christopher Nolan. Oh my uh, God, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Until the, everyone uh, listening, Shane just texted us his, uh, his Oh, Thank man. you for not saying we need that. A Patreon feed just for all this behind the scenes stuff. That's glorious. Uh, yeah, that was always my team, my creative team name. Uh, Rancher Cucamonga is just a fun place to say, too. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the Christopher Nolan movies are by far my favorite. I've actually just kind of decided that I'm going to watch the uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League at some point in the near future. Um, yeah, even I don't know. I'm not huge on superhero movies. I will say probably Batman would be my favorite. I do like the DC stuff more than the Marvel stuff. Mm -hmm. But even that being said, I'm not huge on those either. Well, I'm going to yeah. take I'll take the low hanging fruit here. Adam West. Yeah. Adam good. West is my favorite Batman of all time. <laughs> Shane's reaction. That's not I mean, if you're talking for like sure about that? nostalgia and iconic like type of and what what that show did for television at the time, I think yeah. it's got to be up there. I was actually really I liked the the new the Batman just because they're going back to more like Batman's detective roots. Yeah, that was cool. And I think they started to do some of that in the the Dark Knight trilogy, but I would have liked to see more. And there, there is a part of me that holds out for Batfleck, the the older, the older, gristled, angry Batman. But he uses guns. Batman doesn't yeah. use guns, and so that kind of takes him off the table for me. I would say my, well, my dark horse would be Clooney. Uh, oh. I, I liked, I liked uh, Batman Returns or whatever that one. The uh, uh, oh no, the oh, uh, no, who was the guy no. who directed that one? Does all the Johnny Depp movies? Uh, Tim Burton. No idea. Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that that like neon the Gotham. Fight scene. I like the Gotham that he created. I just I can't do Clooney. That's the the whole time I was watching the Batman a couple days ago. I just kept thinking like I was just like it's just it's fine, but it's not Christopher Nolan or mm -hmm. or yeah, and like his his Batmobile and his motorcycle and stuff. Like it just it wasn't as cool to me. Like his gadgets were the not tumbler as, is pretty as cool. cool. It's hard to get yeah. away from the tumbler. Yeah, and like I liked the Riddler. I liked that that character Dano, but yeah yeah he wasn't bane he wasn't you know he wasn't the joker like i don't think that he was ranked up there as far as villains go but you know it was a fine the people that i went to the movie with loved it so i was happy that they enjoyed it because i i went into it and i was like this isn't really for me i'm not yeah, expecting mm -hmm. to leave this theater blown away but it was fine it was it was a good way to spend a night well, and like Chris Nolan's one of my favorite directors and Christian Bale's yeah. one of my favorite actors. So it's exactly. kind of a slam yeah, dunk. Yeah. I do yeah. think, Shane, I do think you'd enjoy this, the Batman, because there is more, there's some definite like action-y scenes, but there is more dialogue. There's more suspense. Yeah. It's a little bit more of like a drama than a pure action movie. So it does kind and of walk Zoe Kravitz. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You What's guys watch Big Little Lies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big, yeah. Well, it's funny. Me and Big uh, Little Lies just, oh. Uh, me and uh, 
me and my wife Aisha have been we've been rewatching a different world, the Cosby Show spinoff with uh, mm-hmm. her mom Lisa Bonet, and it's crazy that they're both right at like similar ages now. Mm-hmm. And they look like it's you, they're so similar. You couldn't even if one if one committed a crime, dude, you wouldn't be able to fucking figure out which one it was. <laughs> All it's right. <laughs> My last question here. Um, this is a question that I always feel like I'm not an adult when I answer this because I feel like this is a very like adult thing. But do you guys like wine? Oh my god, yes. Oh. See, okay, one to one here. Okay, I knew so, Shane would like it because he's like the refined palate and like the whole bartender <laughs> and like all of that ooh. fancy. Yeah, ooh, bougie, bougie. <laughs> uh, but I was curious. Well, I'm that... about to get even bougier on you guys, so I just. <laughs> Uh, I just got into this world of uh, so I watched an episode of the show Fuck That's Delicious with Axon Bronson yeah. where they went Ooh. to Spain and they were did this whole wine tour talking about natural wine and uh, oh, we I found about a, this before. a wine store. Yeah, 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 I found yeah. a wine store down around uh, downtown Civic Wines and so I recently got into this world of amber wine which is really mm. interesting. It's also called skin contact wine and it's where they make uh, they That's use <laughs> they use white wine <laughs> grapes but the process that they make red wine. So they leave the skin on the seeds on, which gives it like extra tannins, extra layers of flavors, extra, uh, a lot of different things, but they also don't add anything into this process. So they basically like put all this stuff into the batch and just kind of like let it go. So it's a really volatile way of making wine. It can go bad really quickly, but it can also, it's also one of the easiest ways because it has like the least amount of shit going into it. So uh, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, long story short, yes, very very into wine. All right, okay. all right. That's that's one. See, so- I'm a I'm a very like I'll drink like very sweet wine. I have like a, a really bad sweet tooth, had it all my life. But like I'm a big fan of like dessert wine and stuff like that. But I, if we're going out to dinner or somewhere, I'm getting a, a whiskey sour, or a beer or something. But I'm never really a wine drinker. So you're more of like a riesling port kind of yeah, drinker, totally. yeah. 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 My wife does not like the wine I like because she does not. She likes like a, a Chardonnay or something like that. Not, well, she's an not adult. Very sweet. <laughs> very true. <laughs> well, and for anybody who says that they don't like wine, I feel like they just haven't gone and tried enough things and found their lane because there's, yeah. there's I mean, it's such a broad spectrum that like, yeah. Yeah, saying I, mean, I don't done, like the, wine is wrong, but yeah, I've done like the wine tastings and stuff like that. Like I had a partner previously who was into it and would like to go to like sweet cheeks and stuff like that. And I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I just haven't, maybe you're right. Need to just get into it more and whatnot. Uh, but I'm a, yeah, pour some, pour some bourbon over some ice and let me sip on that a little bit as opposed to a, a drink of wine. All right. Those are my three questions, Zach. You're up, sir. All right. I am excited for these. Um, I dropped one of the questions to you guys before the pod because I wanted to give you some time to think about it. Uh, That question is, what are your three favorite sports bloopers? Um, I can go if you're not ready or you guys can go your call. I can go. Yeah, go ahead, Shane. Uh, Number (laughs) one for me is easy. it's also my favorite GIF ever. GIF, GIF. Uh, Nick GIF. Young turning around before yes, uh, he realized the shot didn't fall <laughs> is my just the just the way it looks, especially in slow motion. He turns around with just so, so much funny. Nick Young confidence, and it just and it does like it rattles out like it yeah, probably should have went in. Yeah. So uh, that one uh, number two for me. This was I couldn't remember which player it was, but I think it was last year, the year before in the baseball season when somebody had slid and then they went to like adjust their pants and ended up just taking their pants off. You guys remember this? <laughs> Where they kind of oh, like yeah. drop, they drop no. trout. Oh, That's it's so good. One. And then he like pulls it up and then realizes like, Oh, I'm in front of like 30,000 people right now. And I just like <laughs> totally forgot what I was doing. Cause he's just like readjusting his like 
tucked in shirt. So he pulls it all the way down and then goes to pull it back up. So funny. Well, I think one of the funniest things in life is when people forget that people are watching them. Yeah. Uh, just like in general, I think that's really funny. And then third for me, uh, again, I don't really know if this counts as a blooper, it but uh, it was it was making its rounds on Twitter the other day. It was the anniversary of uh, that bowler, Pete Weber, when he oh, like yeah. he gets that strike and then he Whatever turns to the crowd. And, I, who do you think you are? Damn. I am. Is, I don't know if that yeah. falls into the blooper category. That's but fine. Saying who do you think you are? Too. I am is so goddamn funny to me. Just like he was oh, so excited. He says it too. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, there's some, some gusto behind yeah. that for sure. Some mochismo. That's great. Yeah. So those would be my three. Oh man, there's that's those are some great answers. Um, I'll take the the low hanging fruit of the Jose Canseco ball off his head goes over the yep. wall. That one's great. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. it just looks like what that's going on. Uh, not a blooper and not like a funny moment but just like one of the saddest moments is the the, the umpire ruining that perfect game for andre i think yep. it's andres calaraga wasn't that the pitcher's name in no a, was it andres calaraga something like that was... a couple yeah. years ago it was in it was in colorado so for that to even be happening at the rocky stadium was absolutely crazy just yeah. misses a super easy call down the first baseline and this is another one that I don't, I have, I like feel bad about laughing after, but Randy Johnson throwing no! the bird and the bird exploding. Damn it. <laughs> it's just like, I was really oh, hoping no one was going to take my that heart. One. Like, but I laugh every time, but it's I still feel dirty blooper. and I still feel bad. But uh -huh. it's just an, like an iconic moment. I mean, that poor oh, bird, yeah. did, but it, that's like a one in a billion chance that that would happen. So those are the three that Damn come it. to mind. I don't know how I would rank them. Uh, the Swaggy B one, that one's great though. That's one I didn't think about, Shane. That's a hilarious moment. I am really bummed that you picked the, the <laughs> Randy Johnson one. I thought that like, because not many people, I don't know. I think yeah. a lot of people I'm old. That. I'm old. And then you they hear it and they're like, oh my God, I forgot that happened. Yeah. Uh, JD yeah. was in like high school when that happened. So it was a little yeah, bit easier. True. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, was I? Uh, so yeah, Randy Johnson, that'd be my first one. My second one, this is kind of like my fringe pick. It's not really a sports blooper, but when Fergie sang the national anthem oh, at the yeah. All-Star oh. Game. And, and even better than them. that was the, the Warriors, like, the Warriors remix. Video uh, after, yeah, yeah, in the locker room, they're, like, icing their feet, and they're, like, dancing around. I send that to people just sometimes. I'm like, hey, yeah. hope you're having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and then my third one, uh, very few people will know, JD knows, but when we were playing tinny ball and – T. Cole got hit in the forehead with a ball and it went over the fence for the game winning yeah. walk off home run to win. Like, I forget, it was something in the playoffs, but that was just oh, brutal. I've never, I never heard that. I'm definitely, next time I see T. Cole, I'm definitely going to let yeah. him know. If you know T. Cole, it's just the funniest person oh, that yeah. happened to. It just hit him oh. right through the hands, hit him in the forehead, went over the fence. It Same was thing a can as of corn too. Yeah. And, and for I... the walk off home run to let him, uh, it's perfect. That's like if the Jose Canseco one had like more significance because exactly. that was just like a random fucking like day game. And I just yeah. have to say, Shane, uh, fuck you because I was in high school when that happened. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I was Gosh, kidding. Dang it. <laughs> 2001, baby. 2001, my junior year. Oh, oh my man. goodness. All right. What are your All other right. ones, Zach? This is a fun one. If you were in a, let's say, queen for a day scenario as a GM, you get to pick an NFL team or an NBA team, 
And how long do you think you last in that job before getting fired? You think you can make it years? You think you can make it months? Do you think you're the next great GM in the sport? And what team are you the GM of? All right, I got it. Give me the Blazers. And I I will rebuild this franchise. My first move is firing Chauncey Billups. My second move is going to the owner and saying, hey, we got to we got to figure out if you actually want this team (laughs) or if you want to sell this team because you're buying like exactly like let's let's find out. But I think I mean, I don't know. The ego comes out a little bit. I feel like I could be an all right if I surround myself with enough analytical people and enough smart guys that understand like the contracts. And like, when I go to do something, they're like, no, you can't fucking do that idiot. Be like, okay, cool. Good, good. Thank you for checking. <laughs> if I have a good collection of people yeah, around me, get some yeah. safety nets around you. Yeah. Cause I think I mean, talent evaluation, not terrible, not terrible. I feel like I've had some with some hits and some misses there in the NBA NFL. I've just, I have no, no playing context, no X's and O's context. So I feel like that'd be harder. I'd try to play it like fantasy football and I feel like I'd flame out mm-hmm. in like a week. But basketball, I feel like I could do okay. I feel like I could I could, I could get the I get the Blazers to the Western Conference Finals again. I would go okay. I think I, I agree with a lot of what JD said about, you know, just what we actually know about football teams as a whole. Like I yeah. could tell you about what teams I think are good based on their guys on the field, but if you're talking about putting together like third string O linemen and like deep into the nfl draft shit i don't even want any part of that (laughs) and just like the way that nfl trades work i think is so bizarre that it's like russell wilson's worth like a second a couple second round picks or something i think it's fucking weird um so i would go nba and i would go with the new york knicks i'd get out on the east coast high profile uh Yeah. yeah well i feel like they already like have i mean you're big market so it's a little bit easier you can already kind of attract some some names just to live in the city you think so well, that's at least what ESPN tells us every time exactly. it's a big time free agent. Um, <laughs> whether or not that's actually true anymore, who knows? Yeah, I think I'd go to the Knicks. I think I'd fire Thibodeau. I think I'd tell James Dolan just to, like focus on his band or whatever. And I think I, I think I could piece together enough people. And I think they have some good building block players. I think I could I think I could get good value back for Julius Randle, build around Mitchell Robinson. I yeah, I think I could do good things with the Knicks. I think I'd last maybe longer than isaiah thomas there you go okay i like it i like it i think i'm better than him okay all go. right i like it see i'm gonna go nfl i think that i i just kind of like understand that world more than i would nba that's not saying that i i get the whole nfl <laughs> really good gm but it's like I, I feel like i have more of a chance there um and i think i'd go with the atlanta falcons Ooh. i think that if they've got some nice pieces they got kyle pitts and they've got i think that once they're good they could be a destination. Like uh, people think about the Falcons. They think about like Mike Vick and all of like, they've got a nice history. So I think got a great they logo. could be, yeah, they could be a free agent destination too. So, um, and yeah, I would just, I would love to go through an NFL free agency and a draft and just see how it happens. But I, uh, I know myself and I wouldn't be surprised if I was fired after like a year or two. They're like, this guy has no idea what he's doing. Falcons too, you have all that uh, Home Depot money to throw around. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. All right, final question. Uh, what is your favorite chore to do and your least favorite chore to do? Ooh, uh, favorite vacuuming. 
Ooh, vacuuming, okay. I mess with vacuuming. It's like meditative. I, yeah. I get to see what I'm doing right away. And least yeah. this is easy. Folding and putting away laundry. <laughs> I <laughs> fucking detest it. I hate it. I wish I had a robot just for that, yeah. just to keep my closet like organized. I can do laundry. I don't mind doing the actual yeah. laundry. Here's okay. Here's another question for you guys. When you say do the laundry, does that include folding it and putting it yes. away to you? Yes. Oh, because because the rest of it is all <laughs> done by a machine. Because yeah. when people like be like, oh, I gotta do laundry, and I'm like, well, I mean, like, unless you have like a bucket <laughs> and like, you know, like it's a I mean, pretty at least easy it's process. Like down the, I have to like walk it down to the atrium. So it does feel like it's not like in my unit or something like that. Well, all right. I just I lost a bet to Mika then. <laughs> um I'd say my favorite probably washing dishes oh no Ugh, anytime you want to come wash some dishes buddy i was gonna yeah. say yeah from your, from your answers over. we should we should live together dude we'd like kill it uh, <laughs> we'd be good roommates <laughs> least favorite is probably i get the most frustrated making the bed if i'm being honest Ooh. oh but it's, yeah. it's so quick yeah, yeah, but I it's it like, like one seconds. One corner gets all <laughs> fucked up. Well, not you know, as many throw panels in here, but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I do not have like, to deal with There's that. a very specific order that things need to be done right <laughs> yeah, that yeah. I just seem to not be able to get right. Uh, uh the, pillow, <laughs> the pillow marriage conversation is fantastic. It's like where did well, all so these pillows Mac come from? Into that. Yeah. And like one of like those like these like gender like things where it's like the way that a bed needs to be like my whole life I was just like I'm just getting back in the motherfucker. Yeah, like I'm what does it matter if it just back over? Yeah. Looks exactly the way it did when I got out of it. But uh yeah, that doesn't fly. Well, and some pillows aren't for using. Some pillows are only oh, for yeah. just, just being decorative. there. So if you go to use the pillow, you get yelled at and then get hit with said pillow. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that... my I think my favorite chore is mowing the lawn. I love mowing the lawn. Good answer. Uh, you think about like outdoor stuff. Yeah, I'm a big like landscaping, like yard work guy. I just love to go when it's nice out. Just get lost in like a to do list and just go spend several hours outside. Um, least favorite is loading and unloading the dishwasher. So we don't even have a dishwasher. I do it all by Ooh. hand. So. But yeah. I like I wash dishes professionally <laughs> for a long time. And that's still kind of I'm a big a part of a big deal, gentlemen. It's, it's still kind of a big part of my job now, even as like a, a bartender. So like when you wash the general public's dishes, when you do your own, it's like, oh, yeah, it's easy. Not bad, not bad at all. And it's, it's like, like way less disgusting. The dishwasher sucks. I'm yeah, I hate it. Water gets everywhere when you got to wash yeah. stuff off, hey. you know, and it's going to walk all over the kitchen back and forth. <laughs> I have a very tiny on. kitchen, so I don't have to worry about that. It's like three steps to get anywhere. So, okay. Uh, good answers, guys. Good answers. Yeah. Uh, I would have also accepted washing windows. Washing windows. Is oh, windows. I hate washing windows. windows cool. That's my mirrors. new answer. I don't yeah. like uh, that's the one. Yeah. Windows and mirrors is terrible. And it's like, how in the fucking world? Is it that like the best thing to like clean a window with is a newspaper? That yeah, that makes no what? scientific sense to me either. I hear you. Is it like something in the ink? Because it just actually does it so work quick. better. Yeah, yeah. It just dries it so quick. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, let's see what's some other ones. Oh, dusting. Dusting's, Dusting's terrible. Bad. Yeah. yeah Dusting's to your bad. point on vacuuming, I used to love vacuuming, but then we got a Roomba, which I also love. So oh, yeah. How's your dog do with the Roomba? 
she pretty much ignores it like really right, like she'll nice. kind of look around <laughs> and sniff it but it's like whatever and it does a, it does a good job yeah it does a great job yeah exactly mm. with it I've thought about it, but it's also like it's one of those like seems too good to be true things where I'm like, it's just not going <laughs> to. I am a fan of the investment. It was a little expensive, but, right, I, yeah. you know, I well, vacuums in a couple of living years. Living with so. a robot. Interesting. Yeah. Well, vacuums and dude, vacuums that don't do it for vacuums you are, are fucking expensive, expensive, man. Yeah. yeah, they are expensive. Speaking of adult life, my goodness. All right. I think we're at a perfect place to stop yeah. here, gentlemen. Appreciate your time today. As always, listeners appreciate you also please give us uh give us some love on the twitter page give us some love on the instagram if you'd be so kind make sure to go check out duckswire.com for all of your duck news we appreciate you we love you take care your chicken take care your mentals we out i almost fucked that up i gave my love a chicken that had no Sorry.